You know, while some folks have been sleeping better with more hours at home during the pandemic, there's a lot of others who find themselves having a tough time getting some of those much-needed Zs. To that point, a survey conducted by the American Academy of Sleep Medicine found that more than one-half of Americans, 56% to be exact, reported problems sleeping since the start of the pandemic, which is now referred to as covid somnia. Welcome back to Clear Bath, your roadmap to health and wealth. I'm your host, Al Waller, and with me is Mihaela Vince, public health expert of nonprofit Transamerica Institute, to explore the important role sleep plays in maintaining our health, how to get more quality sleep, health issues that can evolve from a lack of good sleep, and common myths about sleep. So, Mihaela, great to have you back. Great to be here. So now, where would you like to begin uh, sharing with us uh, on this particular topic? Well, I actually want to start off by saying whoever came up with the quote, you snooze, you lose, might have actually had it all wrong because sleep is actually so important for our health. And it's really crucial for our mental and physical health in particular because it might interfere with how we feel and function throughout the day. Now, not getting enough quality sleep each night raises the risk of many diseases and disorders. I'm talking all the way from dementia to heart disease and even stroke. A sleep expert at the National Institutes of Health, Dr. Mariska Brown, actually explains quality sleep as refreshing and interrupted. However, Brown reports that that's actually just one component of healthy sleep. The other factors include having a good sleep schedule and getting an adequate amount of sleep. Agreed. And I think it's safe to say we're aligned in the belief that good sleep is critical to our overall health. That said, it seems like some are increasingly putting it on the back burner. And when you think about it, there's no shortage of reasons when you factor in long work hours, stress, social media, which can easily keep us up for hours on end. Believe me, I know it's vital that I work on my sleep schedule because if I don't, I'm not at my best. And by the way, I'm pretty much a bear to live with, too. So two-part question, Mahela. First, what tips have you got for achieving good sleep schedule? And two, how long is adequate sleep? So the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention actually helped me answer that question. And good sleep schedules deal with habits, also referred to that fancy term sleep hygiene, which you mm -hmm. may have heard. Mm -hmm. These include yeah. sleeping at the same time each night and waking up at the same time each morning. And yes, that does include the weekends too. Mm -hmm. um, it also includes keeping our bedrooms quiet and relaxing, as well as avoiding large meals, caffeine, alcohol, any kind of stimulant before bed, as well as getting enough exercise during the day. Might even be beneficial to make your bed. Survey conducted by the National Sleep Foundation actually found that respondents were 19% more likely to get a good night's sleep most days if they reported making their bed every day or almost every day. Now, for your second question, for how long adequate sleep is, now for most adults, this is seven to nine hours, but of course, this depends on many factors, like if you're experiencing different health conditions. And keep in mind that our sleep needs change with age and other factors. Some signs that you haven't had enough sleep include feeling like you need a lot of caffeine, you're craving junk food, or feeling irritable. Well, Mihaela, outside of the junk food, uh, looks like you've nailed me on two out of three. And trust me, I know those uh, three cups of coffee uh, days are, you know, oh, I know them all too well. But I can't say I was aware of the unhealthy craving side effect. Uh, so perhaps you could you know, expand a little bit more on how sleeping issues can make us crave uh, junk food. 
Yeah, I was actually surprised to learn that too. Um, And then I found that a study published in Nature Communications found that sleep deprivation can make us crave high-calorie foods. When doing more research, I stumbled across an article at the National Health Service, which actually reported that sleep-deprived people have reduced levels of the hormone that signals fullness. It's called leptin, and they might have increased levels of ghrelin. That's the hunger-inducing hormone. Yeah, that sounds like the appropriate name, ghrelin. <laughs> but I, it's, it's incredible. I mean, I guess our bodies can really function in some pretty bizarre fashions. I mean, I would not have fathomed sleep deprivation leading to potential Twinkie cravings. But seriously now, what are some of the other benefits derived from sleep? Yeah, there are a few. According to the NHS, uh, sleep improves mental well-being. It can even boost our immune systems. Prolonged sleep deprivation can actually disrupt your immune system, so you're less able to fend off illness. can even ward off chronic diseases like type 2 diabetes and heart disease. For type 2 diabetes, it's because sleep deprivation may affect the way our bodies process glucose. And for heart disease, it's because chronic sleep deprivation may increase blood pressure and chemicals linked with inflammation, which can increase our risk. All this seems to indicate that sleep really is just as important to our health, you know, say, as a balanced diet and and regular exercise. Now, I think I heard you say that sleep can prevent health problems, but how exactly does it repair the body? Oh, that's a great question. Dr. Mikan Nettergaard, who studies sleep at the University of Rochester, her and her colleagues found that sleep actually helps filter the brain, draining out toxins. Even our blood vessels and immune systems use sleep as a time for repair. Well, I think you provided, uh, you know, some added incentives here for all of us to get more sleep. Now, on another front, uh, most of us have experienced trouble sleeping at one point or another, you know, like last night for me. You know those feelings, you know, those thoughts wandering and distracting us endlessly. And when all we really want to do is just simply fall asleep, right? So then what can individuals do to you know, fall asleep quicker? Yeah, and you bring up a really good point because especially with the uncertainties of the pandemic, lots of people might be really experiencing some insomnia and and trouble going to sleep. Now, according to the Sleep Foundation, here are some tips to help you fall asleep a little quicker. So first and foremost, make sure to establish a relaxing bedtime routine. What this means for you is, is specific to what you like, but some people do enjoy gentle stretching, listening to calming music, as well as taking a warm bath to cue their bodies that it's time for sleep. It might also be a good idea to stay off of electronics. The blue light that's emitted from these devices can suppress melatonin, which is the sleep hormone. And lastly, keep in mind that it's normal and totally okay to take around 10 to 20 minutes to fall asleep. Great advice there. Now, how about those who really struggle, though, you know, with the ability and ability to sleep? For instance, insomniacs who feel like they've tried everything. Um, you know, what would you recommend to them? Figuring out why you can't sleep is crucial to finding a solution. So you might try to keep a sleep diary or even use a sleep tracking app for a couple of weeks to help you identify behaviors that might be contributing to your inability to fall and stay asleep. You should also keep information such as when you go to bed, when you take naps, when you drink caffeinated beverages, really anything that might affect your slumber. You know, I've actually heard about some of those apps and imagine it would be you know, pretty interesting to just you know, see what your sleep patterns look like. But Mahela, I, I remain baffled as to why it's just so hard for some people to get a good night's rest. There are lots of reasons why, um, you know, if you went through something really hard recently, like a traumatic experience, you might find yourself up at night thinking of the event. Now, the reason here would be very different than for someone who's dealing with a health problem that's causing their insomnia. 
Now, back to my point of keeping a diary or collecting that information, you really want to do this so that you can present it to a healthcare professional or a sleep specialist so that they can use this information to think of a treatment option for you. Yeah, that's good to know. And, and personally, having been uh, the victim of a head-on uh, collision many years ago, I can personally attest you know, to what serious trauma can do to your sleep pattern. Now, another sleep issue you often hear about is sleep apnea. Could you explain exactly what this condition is and what someone can do to treat it? Yeah, sleep apnea is a serious sleep disorder that happens when your breathing stops and starts while you sleep. Now, it can lead to symptoms such as trouble focusing, forgetfulness, fatigue, irritability, even mental health issues like depression or anxiety. It can also lead to more serious health problems if it's left untreated, like liver complications, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes. Now, if you think you might have sleep apnea, visit your doctor for a diagnosis and treatment. It's really important to go to a healthcare provider. Absolutely. The smart move would be to consult your doctor if your sleep or lack of it is noticeably impacting your mental or physical health, especially in the, what you referenced with the breathing. Now, if you're up for it, how about uh, spending the rest of this episode exploring and debunking uh, some myths? Are you up for that? Yeah, sure thing. Going over the myths is a great opportunity to learn the facts. All right, then. Well, here's the first one that I'm thinking, you know, a lot of listeners may be curious about. Is more sleep always better for us? Uh, as much as I wish this one was true, it's just not. There are actual health problems that can arise from sleeping too much, or it might even be a sign of an underlying health condition. Okay. Well, knowing that brings me to my next question. Uh, is it true that our bodies can actually get used to sleeping less? I've actually tried this one. So I was really mm -hmm. bummed out to learn that it's not true. Persistent <laughs> sleep deprivation can lead to many health issues. Even if uh. it seems like you're getting accustomed to sleeping a lot less, research shows that health problems might be accruing because of the body's failure to get the rest and repair that it needs. Okay, well then, this one's got to be true. Napping makes up for lack of sleep at night, right? Uh, it's also not true. What? So a okay. quick nap can give us a boost, yes, but it's not a substitute for the quality sleep that we get at night. And relying on naps to make up for a bad night's sleep can actually disrupt our sleep schedules. If you do need to sleep, or rather, if you do need to nap, experts at the National Sleep Foundation suggest keeping it to less than 30 minutes and during early afternoons. Well, as someone who relies on an occasional power nap, especially on weekends before stepping out, I'm glad to hear that one at least gets a pass. Now, any last words of wisdom? Yeah, uh, quality sleep really allows you to be the person that you want to be that's energetic and focused. It also allows you to do all the things that you love most in life and enjoy them. It's important for your physical and mental health. So if you find yourself with chronic sleep issues, be sure to consult your doctor or a medical professional. Great counsel, Mahela, and as always, great to have you with us. We hope you'll join us for future episodes, including the upcoming episode on employee assistance programs and factors to consider when contemplating a job change. Also, in case you missed it, check out our previous episode on avoiding surprises in your medical bills and aging in place, how to grow older at home. ClearPath, your roadmap to health and wealth, is brought to you by Transamerica Institute, a nonprofit, private foundation, dedicated to identifying, researching, and educating the public about retirement security and the intersections of health and financial well-being. Clear Path, Your Roadmap to Health and Wealth is produced by the Transamerica Institute with assistance from WYPR. 
The information provided here is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as insurance, securities, ERISA, tax, investment, legal, medical, or financial advice or guidance. If you have comments or feedback, please reach out to info at transamericacenter.org. Also, if you have a topic you'd like to learn more about, send us your ideas. Until the next time, I'm your host, Al Waller. Stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.